Hey, what's up? I'm Jay, and this is The Gridiron. We got a lot to talk about this week. A lot of good games, a lot of surprises. We gonna start it off with the home team, of course. Them Saints, Monday Night Football versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it was it was a, it was a defensive battle to say the least. Um, first game after the bye, I believe they said at the time Seattle. Well, Pete Carroll is seven and one um, on Monday Night games at home. Uh, I guess you can make that seven and two after tonight. Uh, this was a big game. This was a big game for both teams. I felt like both teams really needed this. Uh, more specifically, I felt like Seattle probably needed this game more, especially with the way everything is unfolding right now. But either way, uh, it was a defensive battle, kind of raining at the beginning. A lot of wind may have impacted this game or not. Uh, that's Take a look at what went down. I don't think Jameis Winston played too bad. Of course, Alvin Kamara, AK-41, was all-world, led the team in, I believe, receiving and rushing. At one point, Jameis Winston was leading the team in rushing. Um, but I want to see Alvin Kamara led the team in receiving and rushing. Uh, yeah, let's double-check that. Yes. Uh Alvin Kamara led the team with rushing 20 carries for 51 yards. Jameis Winston, 8 carries for 40 yards. We need to see more of that from Jameis. Uh, If it's not there sometimes, man, them little 40 yards add up at the end of the game. You feel me? This is the difference between uh, keeping a play alive and and, and punting the ball sometimes. Uh, Speaking on Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston had... 19 of 35 for 222 yards and a touchdown. I will say this. He should have had a couple of more completions. I don't know what in the hell was going on with uh, Traquan Smith, number 10 tonight. Well, I know. He missed all the training camp preseason in the first five games uh, of of this season. And I don't think he's had any practice, really. And they showed tonight a lot of miscommunications. Uh, I forget where they was at, but early in the game, Sean Payton had dialed up a good play, and and had Traquan Smith just kept running. Um, I believe I believe he hit his head on the goalpost. He stops and hesitates for whatever reason. Um, James Winston leads him straight to straight to the promised land. I feel like if he just if he just run, keep running, running to the ball. He, he runs to the promised land. Instead, he stops his incompletion. Um, he just had a lot of miscues, which is to be expected from a player, like I said, that didn't have any training camp preseason or really any practices just coming back from injury. I believe he was just thrust into this into this situation. Um, hopefully, he'll be better. Noticeably in this game, even though... Michael Thomas has been clear to come back from PUP. He didn't participate in this game. Uh, we did get our offensive line back. Eric McCoy uh, and 
My bad. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, Armstead. Teron Armstead. We did get him back, but we did lose Andres Pete in the process. Uh, and if you know me, <laughs> y'all know I really don't care much for Andres Pete. But I would like to see the, the offensive line healthy, the starting offensive line healthy. It would help definitely a lot with the team. Um, so hopefully whatever's going on with him, it's not too serious. Because at one point, I believe he left the game with an ankle injury. Then he came back in for a play and ended up leaving right back out. But he was pointing to his shoulder. So ain't no telling what's going on with that. Uh, as far as with the receiving, like I said, Alvin Kamara led the team with 10 receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. And he pretty much just destroyed them until they decided to put two or three people on him. Um, Adam Troutman had three catches and 36 yards. He had a big fumble that um, ultimately made the game, I feel, a lot more closer than it needed to be. Um, Marquez Callaway had three catches for 32 yards. Traquan Smith had one catch for 11 yards, and, and that catch was a big catch at the end of the game. Hopefully, he can build off of that. Juwan Johnson had a catch for eight yards. Ozigbo had a catch for seven yards. Um, Kenny Stills did have a few shots. Uh, he was another one that dropped one. I believe Jameis Winston put up. That was a pretty one right there. You, you just got to make those plays, Kenny. You feel me? Uh, another one was, I believe, K. White. You got you to gotta make that catch. It was just a lot of catchable balls. You got to especially... Being guys like K. White, um, even at this point, Kenny Stills, Traquan Smith, I guess he gets a little leeway. He's just coming back, but they're going to be expecting a lot more from him than what he what he showed tonight. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. Before I, I talk about the Seattle offense for a second, I got I got to shout out this defense, man. Um, got also a rocky start. Uh, DK Metcalf ended up just man that first of all this dude's just a physical dude man uh, haven't seen him in person but I can only imagine I'm not a small dude myself uh, uh, and I know I pose a physical advantage over a lot of the average dude uh, and just to see a person have that size that speed and that skill sometimes sometimes it's just guy given ability you can't do nothing about it uh and on that play right there i feel like he just out physical marshawn right there it was a fortunate play it was a what the hell moment again for uh marcus williams i don't, I don't know what the hell he was doing, what what he was thinking once again uh i think i'm gonna have to go ahead and, and, and chat with my buddy marcus williams um in that situation right there I feel like you just got to know know your opponent, man. I don't want to go back down that lane again. We all remember Minnesota in the playoffs. Man, in that situation right there, I will happily take it past interference or whatever the hell we need to do. Get him, get his ass out of bounds or whatever need to go. Hey, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking right there. I need to, I need to have a, a, a phone conference with him. Um, but other than that, uh, and I believe that play was actually the fit play of the game. Um, other than that, man, our defense, 
lived up to the standard. I believe we got five, five or six sacks on the night. You know what I'm saying? Led by the 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 monster in the middle, Demario Davis, with seven tackles, three assists, with two two sacks. Almost had a game ceiling pick six. Really, he had it in his hand, couldn't bring it down. It was raining. I don't blame you. I seen that dude. D. He had a hell of a game, man. Uh, P. Warner, five tackles. Malcolm Jenkins had three tackles in the sack. Big sack too. Cameron Jordan got his first sack of the season. Had three tackles. Adebo had three tackles. Gardner Johnson had had two tackles. I don't never. I don't know how to say this dude's name. I'ma just Kapasango, whatever, whatever. Uh, number 90 had a sack. Lattimore, man, Lattimore, man. Uh, only thing I'm going to say about this is uh, DK Metcalf got got that one play, like I say, on the fifth play of the game. And other than that, uh, we're going to get to the stats in a minute. He pretty much was non-existent for the rest of the game. Now, I guess I... Well, nah, we can talk about that in just a second. Let me just finish reading these stats. Pretty much, that was it for everybody else. Uh, Bradley Ruby had one tackle. Williams had one tackle. Tuttle had one tackle. Uh, Bronson and Ringo had one tackle apiece. P.J. Williams had a tackle. Um, damn, Quan Alexander did play. I was, all right, so Quan Alexander did play. I just don't remember seeing him out there. I don't know what the hell he was doing. So I don't know how much he played because I just don't remember. Either way it go, hell of a performance by the defense. Kudos. Um, came out there with it. Really put the game on their shoulders and um, showed why they one of the best defenses in this league. Let's move on over talking about Seattle. Geno Smith went 12-22 for 167 yards and a touchdown. Most, most of which whom came from that 84-yard pass. Uh, on the fifth play of the game. Other than that, I would say, uh, check my math on this. He had 83 yards. He had 83 yards, basically, for the rest of the game passing. Um, Alex Collins had 16 rushing attempts for 35 yards. Homer had one carry for 14. Jim Smith ran the ball three times for 12 yards. Everett had one rush for 12. So, basically, yeah, the Saints smacked them up on the ground and basically through the air too because basically other than that one huge catch wasn't nothing really shaking DK Metcalf finished the game with two catches for 96 yards and Tutty Freddie Swain four catches for 39 yards Tyler Lockett two catches for 12 yards Everett had three catches for 11 yards Alex Collins one for nine and pretty much that was it um Seattle defense played pretty well themselves Carlos Dunlap had a half a sack with Green getting number 94, getting a sack himself. Um, I, I had to find who else. Hyder, some dude named Hyder, ended up getting a half a sack. So shout out to them dudes. Played really well. But in the end, it just wasn't it wasn't enough. Um, yeah. So in the end, the, the Saints outgamed them with total yards of 304 yards. 219. We as a team had 210 passing yards. Really? But they took some. Well, anyway, this is per this is per uh, NFL.com. So I feel like these these is off. 
But anyway, we had 210 passing total passing yards as a team versus no, no. This this is that's off some type of way because I just said Geno Smith had 167 yards and a touchdown, and they saying as a team passing yards they had two. Yeah, we're just not gonna listen to those stats right there. That them last stats that I read, cause it, it, that's off NFL.com. Y'all gotta get on y'all game. Uh, but anyway, for the most part, Saints shut them down. Efficiency. Seattle went three or twelve uh, on third down. Only one on fourth down. Had fifty-five total plays. Had five sacks allowed. So basically, Geno Smith got sacked five times. Like I said, um, punted the ball five times. Had six penalties for fifty-three yards. And a total time of possession of 27.11 seconds versus the Saints, 32.49. So the Saints beat them in time of possession. Um, the Saints did have seven penalties for 90 yards, which which basically, let me see, five of them was um, unnecessary roughness, uh, uh, just silly, stupid stuff um, that accounted for let me see, 15, 30, 45, 60. So basically half of them yard more than half of the yardage that that we got in penalty yards was from unnecessary unnecessary roughness. Um come on man, we gotta do way better than that. Yeah, we gotta do way better than that, man. I'm trying to remember what the other penalty was for. I can't I can't remember remember right now. Um we did have the one fumble loss, uh, Adam Troutman. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to take up for him right here, but it, it, he it, he did have that ball pretty secure. Dude just, it was a textbook tackle, helmet on the helmet on the ball, and the ball came out, man. Um, kudos to them. At the end of the day, the Saints do move on to four and two, um, while the Seahawks move to two and five. Now, I will see this. I don't want to just sit up here and, and and continue to, I guess, gloat on Jameis Winston. The game wasn't pretty. I mean, the man the man had 222 passing yards and a touchdown. Um, but it wasn't bad, though. Like I said, he did have several drops. I believe he should have had at least one to maybe two more touchdowns. Um, for whatever reason, Michael Thomas did not participate in this game. Um our next game will be on Halloween at home facing the defending champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, would I be surprised if Michael Thomas sued up in that game? I wouldn't be. Um, I'm guessing it's depending on what kind of week they have in practice. Like I said, he has been clear to, to practice. Um, and from the reports I've heard, uh, I've been hearing from the wide receivers coaches is that Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith looked ready to return and they was ready to go. Um, and that was last week. Um, so I guess it's all just hinged upon how he's really looking, how he's really feeling and, and whether he gets a good week of practice. I think that would be huge. Um, I think that'll help this offense a lot. Um, also, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with Andrews Pete. As much as I dislike this man, like I said, I do want to see this offensive line healthy going against that defensive line over there in Tampa. Um, 
Yeah. Hopefully, also, we get Taysom Hill back. Yeah, I said the Taysom Hill back, just having the threat of the Swiss Army knife, you know, on those on those third and twos, and maybe we can we can get him in there for a QB sweep, QB sneak, or something like that, a QB power or something like that. That's what he's valuable at right there. Um, also, I want to shout out the, uh, the kicker, the rookie kicker, kicking in his first game. I want to say, was it Brad Johnson? Um, huge kick the dude made. Um, I can say up to this point right now, Johnson is the best kicker that we had not named Will Lutz. So shout out to Johnson. Um, I'm not knowing. Well, first of all, I'm knowing when Will Lutz is ready to come back. I don't know what we're going to do with you. Maybe we a stash you somewhere or something. But uh, shout out. Shout out to Johnson. And that was a clutch pressure situation when um, Seattle kicker missed two two kicks, two crucial kicks that that ultimately could have won them the game or changed the uh, the outcome of that game. Uh, now the wind was blowing, and I guess the same could be said for like that's that's what makes it more amazing that this rookie kicker came in on the road in those conditions and made that kick, made those kicks. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, but I did want to see this talking about Jameis Winston. Now I believe he, they said in the middle of the game at this rate, he's on pace to have 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions on the season. I believe that's a four to one ratio. Anybody in anybody in this league will take that 40 touchdowns and 10 and 10 interceptions. Man, I believe anybody would take that. Um, and I'm just believing. Call me biased. Call me a Saints fan. Call me whatever the hell you want. I'm just looking at the numbers. Um, I just have reason to be optimistic and believe that if we're able to do this when we're not even healthy, we, when we don't even have our chemistry down yet, we're still figuring everything out. Um, I know one thing for sure. That defense is real. And uh, and when we do get the chemistry, and when we do finally get start to get healthy, and 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 everything else start to catch up with some of these other teams, I believe we'll be okay. Um, with that being said, I want to talk about James. Man, at the end of the day, I'm not going. I don't want to trash Geno Smith or nothing like that. But man, you give you give James Winston, you give James Winston, DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett and Freddie Swain, them and them boys, and you don't see if that if this school wouldn't have been or them that 167 yards, like I said, basically all of that came. First of all, he completed 12 passes, attempted 22. So basically, everything else after that one pass equal. Basically, he had 11 more passes that equaled up to 83 yards. If my calculations are correct um you give I believe I just have reason to believe if you give Jameis Winston DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett and the boys and what you have over there I just believe the outcome would just be would have been different man you guys let me know in the comments um that is something new um that you guys can do on Spotify um you let me know how do you think this game would have turned out 
if Jameis Winston had been starting for Seattle? Does he have 167 yards passing and one touchdown? More over or under? Let me put it like that. Over or under? He has more passing yards than 167 in the touchdown, or he has less or equal? Let me know what you think. I already know what the deal is. But anyway, um, coming up next, we got the defending champions, man. Uh, got them at home on Halloween. Hopefully, we we getting we get we just we getting them around the right time, I guess. Still got a few pieces out. Will Lutz now, Andrews Pete. Um, I guess Quan Alexander played a little bit, but not much because Pete Warner, the rookie, was in playing most of the snaps. Um, I don't know if that was by design or what, but either way it go, uh, it's going to be a real test. It's going to be interesting to see what the game plan is. It's going to be interesting to see. First of all, I want to see what the spread is um, on this game with the Saints. First of all, I'm already knowing everybody's on Tampa's. You know what? Rightfully so, rightfully so. Being a defending champion, I guess you do get that privilege. You do get that privilege. Speaking of speaking of Tampa, they just mud stomped the Chicago Bears 33, um, which push, puts them at six and one. First place in the NFC South. Um man, they just they just demolished them. Um Tom Brady went 20 of 36 211 yards, four touchdowns, really didn't really do too much through the air. Really didn't have to, because basically the Buccaneers did what they want to on the Bears. Um, they just smacked them up. Leonard Fournette had 15 carries for 81 yards and the touchdowns. Ronald Jones had 10 carries for 63 yards. Vaughn had five carries for 27 yards. So they just... Godwin had eight catches for 111 yards and the touchdowns. Michael Evans had six catches for 76 yards and three touchdowns. You know, all I know is this. Well, let me let me let me get over here and talk and see what the, see what the Justin Fields and the Bears did. Justin Fields went 22 or 32 for 184 yards, no touchdowns and three interceptions. Herbert had 18 carries for 100 yards. Fields had eight for 38. D. Williams went three for five. Schmidt had five for 43. Mooney two for 39. Herbert, 5 for 33. Yeah. So, basically, that's what they did. But, I'm going to tell you this right now. Back to the Buccaneers. I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'm taking all bets. Yeah, that's right. Y'all listen up. And please listen closely before y'all come at me. You know. Which is, you know, I I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Make sure, make sure y'all listen closely. I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. I'm taking all bets on this. Ain't no way in the hell. Now, the, Buc- the Buccaneers may win. Y'all got to stay tuned to, to see what's going on with the predictions. Stay tuned. But the Buccaneers may win, but I know one thing for sure. Ain't no way in hell. And I'm telling you, ain't no way in hell that a game, the game going to play out like this. Ain't no way in hell. I'm t- I, let me repeat it. Ain't no the Saints versus the Buccaneers on Halloween in the dome in the Caesar's dome. 
I'm telling you, ain't no way in the hell the game plays out 38 to 3 and how, how, how this unfolded. Number one, I guess that's expected. Like I said, you got a veteran, um, someone called the GOAT and Tom Brady facing a rookie quarterback knows one thing. If I just don't turn the ball over with that defense over there in Tampa Bay, that defense line over there, you know what I'm saying? We going to win this game. And sure enough, Justin Fields turns the ball over three times. Um, just couldn't do anything, get any rhythm. First of all, uh, they had five turnovers, three interceptions, two fumbles lost, um, four penalties for 32 yards, four sacks allowed, um, was off, O of one on fourth down, two for 11 on third down, had 17 first downs for the whole game, averaged 4.8 yards per play, but, but, but somehow, I'm going to just assume most of this was done in garbage time, but somehow, the score is 38 to three, um, Therein lies the answer in the three interceptions and the two fumbles lost. Um, you just can't do that against a Tom Brady team. And But like I said, I know one thing for sure. I know one thing for sure. Ain't no way in the hell the Buccaneers about to have a game like that versus the Saints. Chris Godwin with no eight, no eight receptions for 111 yards with a touchdown. I know for sure. Mike Evans ain't about to have no six catches for 76 and no three touchdowns. I'm taking all bets on that. What y'all want to do right now? Right now, uh, uh, right after Monday Night Football, I'm telling y'all right now, uh, this man ain't going to have no six catches for 76 yards and no three touchdowns. Who would do, who want to take that bet? Yeah, y'all let me know in the comments. You know what I'm saying? Y'all let me know in the comments. I'm, you know, pretty good at this. But, uh, also, basically, outside of that, outside of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, um, basically nobody else did anything else. Like I said, they didn't have to at that point. Many of these people just ran the ball and threw it when they wanted to throw it. And just um, basically they ran the ball for 182 yards, talking about the Buccaneers, and had 226 passing yards and average six yards a pay. With 28 first downs, went 4-12 on, on third down. One of two on fourth down, had 70 total plays, didn't allow no sacks, punted the ball four times, had one penalty for 10 yards, and one turnover with a uh, time possession of 31-05, which won the battle. Um, I guess I can see the recipe of some of what Chicago was trying to do. I, I guess it's just hard. When, when you turn the ball over that many times, man, you, you it's just hard to win. It's hard to win, um, but I can't take anything away from this Buccaneers team. They are as good as advertised, uh, but I will say this. In no way, shape, or form are the Saints afraid of this team. Now, yes, they have brought back everybody from the, the, the team last year that won the Super Bowl. Um, yes, the Saints have lost several key players such as Drew Brees and Sheldon Rankins and Janoris Jenkins and a, a host of other guys. Um, but for the most part, this is the same team. That defense is still pretty good. We still have a pretty good offensive line, even though tonight and in, in some parts of this season, they, they, they haven't been consistent. Um, I, I would like to see a lot of that has to do with, with 
the lineup shake up with the injuries and everything going on. But for the most part, I do like to say we do have one of the best offensive lines. You feel me? But uh, Buccaneers versus the Buccaneers versus the Saints at the Caesar Dome, man. Gonna be on Halloween, October thirty first, three twenty five Sunday. Make sure y'all tune in. You know what I'm saying. Matter of fact, we will be doing the show before that with the predictions. You know what I'm saying, and talking about a lot of uh, a lot of other stuff that's been going on around the sports world. Make sure y'all tune in for that. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick little break, right quick, and we're gonna come right back. Yo, welcome back. Man, did y'all see that Bengals game? The Bengals just went in there and just mollywhopped the Ravens. They just went in there and choked them out. They went in there and choked them people out. Um... Up to that point, I want to say the Ravens was on a five-game winning streak. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I always root for the LSU alumni. I just thought the Ravens, Lamar, was going to edge this one out some type of way. Um, I I just did not see it. Playing out how it played, it played out, and at this point, a lot of people are gonna have to start opening their eyes and paying attention to this young uh, Bengals team. They're five and two, um, which puts them in first place in the division. We'll get to that in a second. Um, let's talk about the game. Joe Burrow, twenty-three of thirty-eight, four hundred and sixteen yards, three touchdowns, one inception. Joe Mixon, twelve carries, fifty-nine yards, and a tutty. Samaji P. Ryan, eleven carries, fifty-two yards, and a tutty. Joe Burrow rushed the ball. For New York, <clears throat> former LSU Tiger Jamar Chase, eight catches for 201 yards and a tutty, averaging 25 yards as a catch. Man, he was just cooking the people. Kind of remind us back of the back in 2019 when we were torching Clemson, but I ain't gonna go back and talk about that. Um, number 87, CJ Uzma. Three catches for 91 yards and, and, and two touchdowns. Can't pronounce your name, but I know one thing for sure. He was bowling. T. Higgins, seven catches for 62 yards. T, uh, Tyler Boyd, four catches for 39 yards. Samaji Piran had a catch for 23 yards. You know what I'm saying? Let's take a look at the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, 15 of 31 yards for 257 yards. Uh, 15 of 31 for 257 passing yards and one touchdown. Um, Tyler Huntley did come in and went 5 for 11 for 39 yards. Lamar Jackson had 12 carries for 88 yards. Freeman, full carries, full carries 14 yards in the tutty. Um, Marquise Browns had 5 catches for 80 yards. Bateman had 3 for 80. Andrews had 3 for 48. Oliver had 2 for 29. Uh, just then, excuse me. I just, I, like I said, I just didn't see it coming like this. Um, the Bengals had 520 total yards. Wow. Um, 409 passing yards, 111 rushing yards, 8.3 yards per play. 
um, with 19 first downs, 413 on third third down, one of two on fourth down, 63 total plays, allowed one sack, had one penalty for five yards, no fumble, no fumbles lost. Actually lost the time of possession, um, 28 to 31 to Baltimore. Um, Baltimore actually had 393 total yards, 278 passing yards. 115 rushing yards with 5.5 yards of play with 20 first downs in the game. Actually, out game Cincinnati in that aspect, too. Went 5 of 16 on third down efficiency, 1 of 4 on fourth down, ran 71 total plays, allowed five sacks. I was surprised about that. Punted the ball six times, had five penalties for 46 yards. And like I said, they won the time of possession, but still, some type of way they managed to lose this game 41 to 17. Kudos, kudos to the Bengals, man. Kudos to the Bengals. A lot of people, a lot. Like I said, the Bengals are in a situation like I think the Saints. So a lot of people are gonna be sleeping on them until they're right there, and it's too late. So as of right now, um, we're gonna give a quick little rundown on the on the NFL scores that took place this week. As I just said, Cincinnati just beat the hell out of out the Ravens, forty-one to seventeen. Saints just just took care of business versus the Seattle Seahawks, thirteen to ten on Monday Night Football. Of course, man, the Chiefs the Chiefs just lost to the man. I need to talk about that too. I need to talk about that also. The Chiefs lost to the uh, the Titans, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not surprised about that because I actually had the Titans winning that game. I'm just surprised on how that looked. Also in that game, Patrick Mahomes did ended up leaving the game. Um, I want to say they said for concussion protocol or something, but he was there to come back in that game had he wanted to. Um, that's neither here or there. It's really neither here or there, but uh, wow, I did not see that coming with the with the with the with the whipping that got put up on them. King Henry didn't have the game as suggested as most people thought. I think they said he was going to rush some crazy number in the first the first quarter or some 127 yards or something like that. And what I have to say to that is. Man, these are still grown men that get paid a lot of money to do what they do. Um, yeah, I just didn't see the Titans just smacking the Chiefs 27-3. I don't know what kind of record just got broke. I feel like it's been, I want to say they said since 2017-16, since the Chiefs won a game without actually scoring an offensive touchdown. Um a lot of a lot a lot is going wrong for Kansas City this year. They're three and four, not out of the playoffs by any stretch. Um, but at some point, I know Kansas City fans have to be concerned. Um, they got to do something with that defense. And now I feel like the book is out on 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 how to beat Kansas City. Now, you still got to have the players and stuff to execute that, you know, that recipe and everything. But I feel like it's out there. Um, Tennessee jumped on them. 
early in the first quarter, 14 to nothing, turned around, didn't let up. 13, um, scored 13 points, so basically scored 27 unanswered points, went into half, leading 27 to nothing, came out of half and basically leaned on their running game, which chewed up a lot of clock, um, but like I said, um, Kansas City actually played that pretty well, didn't manage to do nothing but get a, a field goal, which was in the third quarter pretty much, so after that, neither team was able to do much, Patrick Mahomes went 20 of 35, while he was in the game, 206 yards and interception. Chad Henney came in that one in 11-16 for 82 yards. Mahomes actually led the team in rushing. That, that's a huge problem also with 35 yards. D. Williams had five carries for 20. Tyreek Tyree Hills had one carry for 18 yards. Um, Pringle led the team with five catches for 73 yards. Kelsey had seven catches for 65. Hill had six for 49 D. Williams had three for 30. Um, let's take a look at the Titans. Ryan Tannehill had a, a decent day at the office. Went 21 of 27 for 270 yards and a touchdown and one interception. Derrick Henry was the best quarterback of the day. Yes, I said quarterback. Went one of one for five yards and a touchdown. Yeah. You feel me? That boy completion percentage is out the roof. Um, Derrick Henry also rushed the ball 29 times for 86 yards. Evans rushed two times for seven yards. Tannehill had two rushes for six yards and a touchdown. So let me find out they didn't reverse, they didn't reverse roles here. Tannehill had the rushing touchdown and Derrick Henry had the passing touchdown. Now, Tannehill had a, a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Um, Brown had eight catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones had two catches for 38 yards. Pruitt had two for 27 and a touchdown. Um, another question I have for you guys. What's going on with Julio? Is it because he in a new system or you guys starting to think he washed up? I ain't saying he washed up. I know somebody that got him in my fantasy league who didn't want to trade him. And it's looking like ah, that was a good trade that I offered him at the time. Uh, I'm willing to still, you know, I'm willing to talk turkey for the right price now, <clears throat> Mel. But yeah, like I said, um, it's clear that Brown is the number one target in Tennessee. So everything is going to be King Henry and Brown. And therefore, uh, I believe Julio Jones is an excellent number two wide receiver. So I guess there's going to be games where he's going to get his. But expect to have Brown, in my opinion, get the most targets. Therefore, getting the most yards. Now, Jones are gonna. Jones is gonna. I believe Jones is gonna have games where he do lead this team in reception yards and um, receptions and touchdowns. But the, I just believe the way this team is set up, it's set up for it to go through Derrick Henry and then Brown and then everybody else. Just my opinion. Um, Kansas City got to tighten up, bro. They got to tighten up because as of right now, they're three and four. Things are slipping away from them. They kind of get a break. They get to get the 
Chiefs on Monday night at home. I mean, I'm sorry, I said the Chiefs. They get the Giants at home on Monday night. Um, we're going to know everything we need to know, I guess. They should win that game, but hell, the Giants did beat the Saints, so anything is possible. I hear people laughing. I hear y'all laughing already. It'll be crazy. It'll be crazy if the uh, the Giants actually end up pulling this off now. Now, if for whatever reason, now they're saying that Patrick Mahomes is clear to come play in this game. Uh, but for whatever reason, if he isn't, uh-oh. Uh, let's take a look at the, the rankings in the AFC. The Bills are 4-2 and two in the AFC East. Um, they lead that division with the Patriots in second place at 3-4. and four. The AFC West is led by the Raiders at 5-2. and two. And then the Chargers are 4-2. So they're actually still right there behind the Chargers at 3-4. and four, Even though <laughs> they're still right there. Um, all I know is the Raiders and Chargers better not buy up. Why the, why the Chiefs weave because they turn around and, and that'll be flip-flopped. The Chiefs will be on top. I still firmly believe that. Um, in the AFC North, we got the Bengals at 5-2 and two on top. The Ravens are 5-2 and two in second. And then the Browns are 4-3 and three, and the Steelers are 3-3. and three. An interesting division over there. I don't know that anybody's seen the Bengals being in first place right now. Um, I know a lot a lot of people actually picked the Browns to be one of the people in contention to be in the AFC Championship. So that's going to be interesting to see how that play out. In the AFC South, you have the Titans at 5-2, and two, the Colts 3-4, and four, and then you actually have the Jaguars on 1-5. So I'm wondering, I believe the AFC North, yes, the AFC North is going to be one of them divisions that has three teams coming out. So I, I'm, I'm going to just guess it's going to be a battle between the Browns and the Steelers as to get that last spot in the playoffs. As of right now, like I said, the Browns are 4-3 and the Steelers are 3-3. So it's going to be a battle. Um, that's as of right now. Uh, the Bengals have to continue to go out there and and win games, man. It's, it, it, it's just seven games they... At this point, they got 10 more. But if things continue to go along this trajectory, um, yeah, I believe the Browns, the Browns and the Steelers will be fighting for that third that's third spot. Um, or in or maybe the Bengals. I don't know. <laughs> that's a funny division because, like I said, I'm still in shock that the Bengals are actually leading that division right now. Um, and shout out to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and the boys over there. You know what I'm saying? Let's check out the NFC. Check them out. First of all, I'm not starting. I'm starting in the NFC South. The Buccaneers lead the lead the NFC South 6-1. and one. The Saints are second, 4-2, and two, while the Falcons are 3-3, three and, three, and the Panthers are 3-4. and four. The Packers lead the NFC North. Six and one, they didn't win six straight games after losing and getting smacked up by the Saints that first game of the year. They didn't win six straight. The Vikings are three and three. They didn't turn their season around. 
And the Bears are 3-4 and four, and the Lions still haven't won a game yet, 1-7. Um, in the NFC West, the Cardinals are still the only undefeated team in the league at 7-0. The Rams are 6-1, the 49ers are 2-5, I mean 2-4. And the Seahawks are 2-5. The Dallas Cowgirls are 5-1 and one in the NFC East, followed by the Washington football team at 2-5. The Eagles, 2-5. The Giants are 2-5. So I feel safe to say that the Cowboys are going to be the only team that come out of that division and go to the playoffs. Other than that, I see two teams coming out of the playoffs, coming out uh, out of the NFC West. Maybe, maybe two teams coming out of the NFC North. Maybe. Um, I do see two teams coming out of the NFC South as of right now. And that would be the Buccaneers and the Saints. Uh, just judging from the records and what's going on, um, I do just believe in the end, the Saints just will be there. The Saints going to be there in the end as far as with the records and everything. Uh, dang. So, yeah, you may as well just say that the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the one that division, uh, the football teams two and five, the Eagles are two and five, and the Giants are two and five. Um, I believe if everybody else, if everybody lose three more games, and the Cowboys win three games, that would just about seal the deal for the Cowboys. Uh, don't get too excited, Cowboys fans. Like I said at this point, the best team in the NFC West right now is still the Cardinals. Um, I would say. So, if I had to rank my NFC, the NFC, this is how I would do it. I would say the Cardinals are number one. The Rams are number two. The Buccaneers are number three. The Packers are number four. And the Cowboys are number five. As much, and I hear Kyle, oh, they should, man, first of all, I'm, look, I'm giving credit with credit is due as far as with the Cowboys. Um, they make the top five in the NFC. Um, people just peeping outside the top five over there would be, your, uh, first of all, my Saints would be the number 16. Um, and other than that, ain't nobody else deserved to even get mentioned outside of the the Vikings, who are three and three, which I guess would be like the number seventeen. Um, other than that, nah, I'm not gonna even really give anybody else the time of day. Uh, top five in the AFC. Um, this one is kind of intriguing because they don't have one team standing out from, I guess, apart from the other. But as of right now, my number one team. Would have to be, man. I'ma still see the Bills on my number one team in the AFC. A close one, followed by the Tennessee Titans at number two. Um, at number three. This and this is subject to change. This is just based off of what we know right now, and where we are right now. Um, number, what I said. So the Bills number one, the Titans number two, 
And I'm going to have to say, man, the Bengals number three. The Raiders number four. And I'm going to have to say the Chargers number five. There you have it. That's my top five for the week. Of this week. (laughs) Anyway, that subject to change. Matter of fact, I might change it on the next show. And I might, I will. Change it on the next show and see what's going on. Um, Yeah. But yeah, let me give y'all a quick little rundown on the scores that happened this week, I guess. Uh, let's talk about the Rams and get that one started first. Man, the Rams, it, well, I guess ain't really much to talk about. The Rams beat the hell out of the uh, out of the Lions. Not really beat the hell out of them. Because it actually was a, a better game than anybody thought. It was a close one. Um... 28-19 emotional game for both sides as far as quarterbacks Jerry Goff and Matthew Stafford um, I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie man the, the Rams just look good um, but on week 7 we're going to give you some quick scores and stuff right quick at the Broncos Versus the Browns on Thursday Night Football, where the Browns beat the Broncos 17-14. Um, the Titans dismantled the Chiefs 27-3. The Packers beat the hell out of the Washington Football 24-10. <laughs> the Bengals stomped the Ravens 41-17. The Panthers got slapped by the Giants 25-3. Sam Donald ended up getting benched at a place that he used to play at. The Falcons ended up pulling, coming back to win 30-28. Don't look now Dirty Birds coming. The Patriots pulled all the tricks out of the book. Beat the hell out of the Jets. One thing I know for sure, the Patriots know how to beat the Jets. 54-13. The Raiders, 33-22. The Rams, as I said before, beat the Lions 28-19. The Buccaneers just did what they wanted to do. Against the Bears, 33. Texans got, man, I'm going to just guess some type of way they ended up getting a safety in the field goal other than that. Scored 31 to 5. Cardinals did what they wanted to do. Sunday night football, the Colts pulled off on the 49ers, 30 to 18. Of course, of course, the best for the last, the Saints on Monday night football. Away. First game, first win of Jameis Winston's career, I believe, on Monday Night Football. On the road, I believe. It might be just on the road. Is it? I'll have to check that out for you. But either way it go. Uh, the Saints get the dub on Monday Night Football, 13-10 against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, like I said, they're going to have a lot of good games next week. The Saints on Halloween. It's going to be a short week to face a good team. I'm sure Brady has been watching the Saints and studying the Saints, and they're going to be prepared. Hopefully the Saints are ready to, for this physical battle and this, 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 these mind games that's about to get, get taking place. But outside of the Saints versus the Buccaneers, they got other good games. I'm looking at it, got the Packers versus the Cardinals. That can decide a lot. 
Um, will the Cardinals get their first loss? Hmm. That'll be a good test. The Panthers versus the Falcons is going to be a good divisional game, I guess, to decide who's going to be in last place. Um, the Colts versus the Titans could be a good one. The Bills and Dolphins, I expect the Bills to watch the Dolphins, but you never know. That'll be the game the Dolphins end up beating the Bills. Uh, Bengals versus Jets. Uh, Steelers versus the Browns could be a good one. But like I said, uh, the Vikings versus the Cowboys. Y'all know I got the Vikings. Let's go Vikings. It's like, hell no, I ain't going for them neither. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of good games coming on this week, man. Um, so it's a good time to be a Gridiron fan. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Speaking of being a Gridiron fan, man, I want to remind everybody to go check us out on Instagram at the Real Gridiron. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you have not or if you forgot to, make sure you go. You guys go subscribe. Um, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, something called Overcast. Wherever you listen to and you get your podcast, we own that thing. We out there. That's how we doing. You know what I'm saying? That's how we coming. Uh, like I said, uh, make sure you guys go comment on the, on the questions I asked you guys. Uh, if DK, I'm sorry, if, Jam- if Jameis Winston was quarterbacking for the Seattle Seahawks tonight in this game with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and the weapons that he have, would he have had more passing yards than Geno Smith, equal or less? Um, make sure you, let me, let me know what you guys think. Um, but that's all I got. Oh, say Pelicans fans, Pelicans get their first win of the season. They defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves, I want to say 107-98. Um, Zion still was not in that game. Um, leading scorer was Brandon Ingram. So it's something to build upon. Hopefully some soon at some time in the near future, just like we wish it, that we get Michael Thomas back. Hopefully we get Zion, William back, Zion Williamson back at some point in the season before we too far out of the playoffs. Uh <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, also, basketball is back in full swing. So, like I said, it's an excellent time to be a sports fan. Um, but that's all I got, man. Make sure you guys go check us out. Um, but other than that, I want to say who that, we that, I'm Jay. This is the Gridiron. And I'm out. Deuce.